it's been almost two weeks since we've last recorded. What happened? I don't remember. Why uh, we, oh, we had a meeting change time thing. And then well, we it was meet at the same time. Yeah. I, I, it's been really busy for me, at least on my end. But it was like the 27th was the last time we recorded. But the thing is, is the listener is none the wiser because we're always... We're always stacking these, except we got to record two today because I'm headed to Jamaica on Tuesday morning. Yeah, man. Yeah. And we can't, I can't record from there or I'm, I'm actually, I'm taking like an actual vacation. So, uh, we've had, I have to like, we have to record two. I've got to cut one this weekend for that Friday and hopefully I can cut two for the following Friday when I return. So I don't have to like, you know, hurry up and get one cut, but no, what I actually wanted to mention was that my microphone is so loud that I need to turn it down. So hold on one sec. <laughs> I, I'm like talking. I can hear me screaming in my own ears. Uh, okay. No, I wanted to say that actually Russell. So we got that. We got another video from that whole Russell Brunson opening that we had in the last podcast episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Andrew sent that one of the, our listeners sent us a video of a different angle of that supposed punching is everything it changed so like it's not even it's like the, uh, the angle that we saw clearly looked like punches like like it's almost like indistinguishable and then you look at the other angle and it's actually like pushing the kid off and then you also you also see what looks like a chokehold in the wrestling uh in the wrestling uh i guess you know attempt to pin and yeah, it changed everything. I was like, I need to change it's, the description. It's not even an attempt to pin anymore. It's just a straight up. It looks like a straight up chokehold. Like, <laughs> it just turned to Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a second. It was <laughs> yeah. And uh, but which is, which is crazy, though, because like everybody at that wrestling meet had the same reaction that we did mm-hmm. because it just it seemed like, oh, well, if they had the same reaction there, plus this angle that we're seeing, it definitely makes sense. But I was. That was like one of the first video, like things that I saw and I like formed an opinion around like a strong one. And then I go and someone showed me like a different angle and I was like, oh, well, I, that's <laughs> my opinion is invalid now. <laughs> watch, watch me walk backwards now. Just walk <laughs> that right on back. Usually I see a video. I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's kind of out of context. Like this looks edited, but like the original one, it just seems so blatant. Yeah, I will say the one thing about the, the the second video that Andrew sent though was um it was cut off before the the second punch, right? You don't actually see the, no, the second wind up. I'm pretty sure. I, oh, is it? Yeah, you don't you don't get the full it's not you don't get the full duration that you got in the first one. So, but you do you see the the first what, what was thought to be a punch mm-hmm. not be really a punch and then you don't see past that. So, but I saw some of the comments were talking about that, too. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see the same, too. But just based on this, this is telling a very different story um, than what the other one was, too. So it is funny because my uh, there's a there's a line in Die Hard. Um, so my I'm in a I'm in a family chat and let me look this up real quick. So I don't butcher it because I can't remember lines. Um, and uh I'm not going to find it, but I'm in a family chat and my nephew is apparently a Michael Jackson fan and they were watching 
my brother and his kids are watching Die Hard, and there was there's a scene where John McClane is like, um, they're talking about like pop music, and he goes, "Was Michael Jackson still black?" And then Ethan, my nephew, blurted out, "Like Michael Jackson was never black." And Ethan's like 10, 11. Okay, <laughs> so like <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was, <laughs> doesn't know yet. It, <laughs> he started laughing, and then I sent a text message back and said, "This is a very teachable moment for Ethan." <laughs> and I said, "I was like, no matter how much you think you know about something, you should always assume you're missing information." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i thought it was relevant to this situation as well <laughs> so uh no that was that was the cold open so i we are in a bit of a not a pickle i'd say we're we're dealing with quite an annoyance right now uh-huh. and this is this is kind of more so of, of a cody episode because you've been kind of in the weeds on this one and on the front lines but essentially well i'll just i'll let you take it away like you describe it because when i first brought this up like at first we were like this is an internal mistake and then or this is an internal issue and then we realized that we are or google is picking a fight with us yeah yeah google is i'm gonna i said it before i'll say it again this is I'll give it 90% to Google's fault and 10% to us. I'm not going to say that we're completely perfect here because that there there are things that we could sort of have done, but they, no matter what, anybody in our position, they painted into a corner. So we are in Google Ads suspension hell, and this is every agency's nightmare. It doesn't matter the platform. You can pick the platform, you can Facebook, just any account, any advertising account that gets suspended. Um except we're not dealing with one at this point. We're up to nine. We have nine accounts suspended and it all has to do with their verification process. So anybody who spent any time with Google ads verification should know that it is a hot mess. It's inconsistent. It changes weekly, daily. Explain, explain Google ads verification. So, because there's some, there's some listeners on here that who who don't use who aren't like a PPC agency, they're maybe mm. social media ads. Um, so, we got to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and explain what the situation is with Google, because I, I have a feeling that other platforms are going to follow suit as well. Sure. Yeah. Good point. Um, so, advertisers on Google, they don't have it happening to everybody yet, but right now, so far, they're selecting at random. I don't know at random. Maybe it's targeted. Who knows what Google is doing? They're selecting some accounts to verify. And when they say verify, it's prove that you're a legitimate company or that if you're not a company as an individual, that you're legitimate. And it's just making more transparency between the consumers and then the advertisers so that um, one of the biggest things is if you just want to see who's running the ads, who's behind the ads, that's what they're trying to do. Is, is show people that if they want to see it. Um, so right now it's at random, but there is voluntary verification, which, so if you don't verify and you've been selected to verify, you've got 30 days before they shut you down. So if you do nothing after they say, hey, you need to verify and you do nothing, then you're done. Your account's getting suspended. You're not going to run ads anymore. So how do you so, verify? Um, there's a, well, that's the thing, right? Very good question. Uh, it changes. 
<laughs> it's it's not consistent. This is I'm like I I'm just so spicy about this. I'm trying to be like somewhat cohesive with my thoughts and and explanations here. Um, it changes every time, right? Uh, and it's it's extra complicated because you have agencies and then individual, um, you know the the client that you're advertising for who also needs verified sort of sometimes. Um, but you, you submit documentation. That's the most important thing. So you, you fill out the typical stuff of like, what's your, your name, who are your contact people? Um, and then give us proof that you're a legitimate business. So, um, for us as the agency, the, the document that we've been submitting is our, uh, certificate of organization or proof of existence. It's just from the state that says, yes, this is a real business. Um, wait, are, are we submitting like our agency's certificate of, or, or like the business we're advertising for? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I want to get into that <laughs> a little, like this is yeah. some, starting to get confused, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think everybody is and should be because Google's done a very bad job at this. Uh, sometimes you need to do one. Sometimes you need to do the other. Sometimes you need to do both and it's not consistent about what you pick. So um, we, okay, let me just explain our situation and what we've been dealing with, how it's been happening to us. We, up until very recently, were under the impression that the process was we verify our agency, which we do, which we have done. And then we verify the client too, assuming that we are able to. Now, here's the problem. After we verify our agency, and then we go to verify the client, we haven't been able to verify the client individually every single time. And I, I believe this very strongly that the accident that we've done was only made possible because Google has made this possible and it never should have been in the first place. Hold on back up. We yep. haven't been, so we're able to verify us as an agency. And I'm assuming this makes sense because everything is under our agency MCC account or, or master account. But when you say we can't, we haven't been able to verify the individual business, what do you mean? Like it just, it just says like, you're good to go. There's no other verification needed or. No. So we, okay, let's back up. Let's talk about payment profiles here. We got to talk about payment profiles because that is what everything comes back to in this situation. And I think Google's biggest mistake with this is combining the two together and saying that verification can be tied to payment profiles. So if nobody, if you've never spent any time with Google's payment profiles, it is draconian. It is, it's embarrassing how bad they handle payment profiles being as big of a company as they are. They're the biggest PPC platform out there, right? And if you want to change your payment profile at any point in time, you have to contact support, period. And I don't care how big or small you are. If you're tiny, if you're an agency, see, this is the, the thing, everything... Here's another thing worth knowing. Everything changes for you once you get to invoice billing or monthly invoicing, because then you have more reliable support to help you out with these sorts of things. So if you do want to change your payment profile, which becomes a much more common thing, once you're an agency on invoice billing, you can more easily do it because you have people more, more, I say more, it's still terrible, but it is more reliable that they're willing to help you and facilitate that sort of thing. Now, if you start Googling this and you're like, hey, I need to change the payment profile on my Google Ads account, you're going to find lots of forums and places where people just say, yeah, it wasn't worth it. I ended up rebuilding every single account that I have over again, 
with the correct payment profile because it was easier to rebuild all of my accounts than it was to go through Google Ads support. That's how terrible it is. So it's it's also really it's important to note like how the, I think the structure of our ad accounts are set up. So if you're if you're if you're new to the the podcast or you haven't heard kind of like our Google Ads structure, yes, that's important. Then well, let's lay it out for you real quick. So uh, we have an MCC account. We have an account that's just like the master. Then we have accounts that are underneath that titled our individual clients. We've got about like 50 of them. And yeah, more than that, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm underplaying it now. Um, we oh, have a thousand of them. That's great. And, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and Keep them guessing. And uh, we maintain control of those ad accounts. We, we own them. Our clients have individual viewership access to those accounts because our payment, our payment method, i.e. our payment profiles, are associated to each of those accounts. And we've been over why we do this before. And so I'll reiterate it here. We do this because uh, it's partially due to liability. If there is a spend issue, we are the ones liable for it because we are essentially financial advisors. So we should be controlling that money. Also, it's just better to from an agency's perspective in our opinion to um to maintain that control um plus we do prepay so we're never chasing money down for ad spend that we don't already have in the bank because clients pay for the ad spend ahead of time and then we spend it and we and we control that by doing daily budget pacing and so to make sure that we're spending appropriately okay so now that you know all of our client ad accounts are under our MCC. They need to be associated to our payment profile, which means when we do verification, we're doing verification for ad accounts that we own that are sponsoring or promoting another business. And, so the, and the payment profile ID, we have more than one. And the reason being, so a few more things that kind of need to go with this. I, I will say this is the number one reason I want to make it very clear to people because we get agent we get agency people who say this all the time is they say, why do you put your credit card, your payment? I don't even care if it's a credit card, right? It can be invoice billing. Why are you putting your payment credentials in their account? Well, one Jake just said, we own the account, right? If you want to fight about that, go ahead. I don't care, right? How you choose to organize your agency and structure it with these sorts of things is up to you. I'm not going to say that there is a right or wrong way as long as you have logic and you've made you know conscious strategic decisions for these sorts of things. We feel good about the way that we've done things. We own the accounts. So we put our payment profile or our, our payment details in there and we pay for the ad account and this more than anything else. And once people hear this, nobody fights it because you can't. If you have a strategist who punches in one too many zeros for a daily budget, and this is the disaster scenario for every agency, and you need to prepare for it. And if you aren't, you have not been thinking enough. If you spend two, $2,000, $20,000, $200,000 more than you intended to spend, and you have your client's payment details in there, but your strategist was in charge of it, then what? Now what are you going to do? Have you planned for that? Did you think that through? Because I can guarantee most of you haven't. So most it, of you who have said that, that, well, I don't, I've never understood why you want to put your payment, just have the client put theirs in there. Are you thinking of liability? Cause it and, sounds like not. And if you're, if, if you're a freelancer or a solopreneur and you don't have that LLC, that barrier, you've got really two options and it's one, you 
pay your client back, which if you punch in too many zeros or you set a daily budget instead of a lifetime budget like you meant to do, then either you pay the client back. And if you don't have that liquidity, either that client's going to take you to court. Um, and that's just that's not somewhere where I would want to be. But like if it's their client's payment profile, technically, that is their like they are liable for it. Mm-hmm. And so sure, that's maybe like a little bit of protection towards you if you do it that way. But we do things our perceived correct way. Uh, we are liable. We are responsible for that. It's also why we have an LLC and a legal protection for situations like this. It's also why we have insurance for situations like this. Mm-hmm. So now if we talk about payment profiles more and I explain another weird thing that we do and we're not the only ones to do it, but anybody who else who is also doing this is now going to be in the same position. We have more than one payment profile for our agency. And I want Google to listen to this episode because they're the ones who aren't aware that this is possible and they did not plan for this because they were short-sighted and rushed things just like Google Analytics for like everything else. They're half-baking and shipping out. They did not think this through. We have more than one payment profile for our agency. That is not against their terms. It's not against their policies. There's nowhere in Google that it says you can't do that. And we were recommended it by their customer support rep. Now, I don't put a lot of faith into that. I'm not going to, I don't, you know, this is. We were recommended performance max campaigns too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm the Ron Swanson here of going into Home Depot. And I I talked to those guys. I'm like, I know more than you. Okay. I don't want to hear your stuff. I don't want to hear your spiel. Mm -hmm. So I don't think much about that. But if you read through the documentation of Google ads, it's not said anywhere. It doesn't say you can only have one. They do say that you should have more than one if you're in more than one country, but they don't say that you can't do this. And the reason you would want to do it is because if you have one payment profile ID and it's associated with all, every single one of your ad accounts, and one thing goes wrong, you now have a domino effect and it's hitting every single account that you own, right? You do not want that to happen as an agency. Now, there's a Google, second, there's a second point to this though, because you, <clears throat> you can't, you can only have one payment profile if you're on invoice billing, correct? You can have uh, no, but they. Because <laughs> I thought I thought the reasoning why we had the main reasoning why we had multiple payment profiles is because we refused to go on to invoice billing because Google fought us against it, and then we're like, fine, we're gonna get like we're gonna get ad spend reward credit cards, and we're gonna just plug those in. And but because we were paying with credit card and using credit cards on all of our accounts, Google is like, yeah, you got to have separate. You can only have one payment <laughs> profile per account. Um, I'm not going to say that we didn't do it as a secondary motivation, but the primary <laughs> being the Google said you're rejected. And then we didn't have a choice because we needed the credit options. Mm-hmm. We needed the ability to pay for the ad spend and the, the flexibility to do it. And we had no other way. There wasn't an option. So we did it because we had to. And then the credit card points were sick and it's awesome. And then Mm -hmm. anybody after that point is going to say, no, I absolutely do not want to go to invoice billing. Why would I? I've gone through all this effort to do this sort of thing. I'm getting three million sky miles a month. (laughs) Like, Why would I? (laughs) Yeah. So um, I, I do like it's absolutely worth saying, especially to our listeners here. But if I was talking to Google about it, I'm not even going to mention it because like, 
look, I, I get it. If you don't want us to pay by credit cards, that's fine. But you have other issues with this that are not working and not cooperating that you need to address that that don't have to do with you know the credit card point. So you you can have more than one payment profile when on invoice billing. But you can't if you're on credit cards. You that's that's the point here is that you can and then you will shoot yourself in the foot by doing so. So when we went after we verified our agency, more in Google Ads and then we go to verify the client. When in in that flow, which you know, I wrote I wrote this article on my site that goes through the details, and I've got Lisette's uh, video that she had made recorded of the process too. It shows what it looks like, whether it's still there, whether they've changed. I don't, Google changes things all the time, and they seriously don't know what they're doing with their verification process. So I'll just say what we experienced at the time, which may or may not continue to be a thing, is it went to your um, to verify the client and went to linking your payment profile. Now, two things. One, if the payment profile was the client's, then great. That's, that's awesome. That's an assumption. That's assuming that you can link your, your payment profile to the client because they're in charge of the payments. That's not us. And who knows how many, how many other agencies that is also not in that case. So we went there and then we can't say yes, here's the client in the payment profile, or we can't create a payment profile for the client because they're not legally responsible for the ad spend, right? Here's what I'm talking about half-baked. What did Google just thought, okay, well, here's how it's probably going to go. And then they didn't think of any other way that it could go. And that's what it is. So we, instead, when, when we looked at the options of dropping down to select the, the client, which are, again, Thought process is we can't select the client because they're not in charge of the ad spend, so we can't select their billing profile. We can select the appropriate billing profile with the account, but here was Google's second major mistake. There is no ID shown when selecting this. So you have no way of selecting the appropriate corresponding payment profile for that account. So at the time, this is several months ago, Lisette shows this to me and she's like, what do I do? I'm like, I, let me look. Let me look it up. Let me think for a minute. I do my research. I find nothing. And I say, okay, Lisa, select the first account that says verified, right? Because again, if it's verified, there's no problem, right? This, this is the verification process of Google. If it's in the green, they've clearly done their homework and vetted you to make sure that you are able to spend here. Clearly. They've, they clearly <laughs> did their homework. So... She, I, I just said, click on the first one. She clicked on it. It went through. Everything got approved. And when I say everything got approved, everything got approved for months. I'm saying three or four months of completely fine. As far as we know, thumbs up, green light, good to go, perfect. And then out of nowhere, hey, your account suspended. Hey, your account suspended. Hey, and it happened, what? First, three accounts, then three more. And now we're up to nine. And we got all we got was this message of circumventing systems. And we have never, ever, period, gotten a suspension. So when we got this, I was extremely unhappy, to say the least. <laughs> Laura was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
but and if you go to Cody's website, codyc.com, the the latest article on there is is talking about that suspension and literally the uh featured image on it is my Google Meet message messaging the team be like everyone, we have a suspended ad accounts. And then Cody responding like what is going on? This doesn't happen to us. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm trying to to make this like helpful in two ways. One to, I, I hope Google listens to this or gets a hold of it to realize I want somebody to shit their pants, right? I really do. I want somebody who was in charge of this to realize just how badly they messed up and didn't vet this or make sure that this was ready for launch and good to go. Because are we the, are they, are we the only ones going through this right now? We can't, we can't be the only ones. I have not like, I, I, to be fair, I haven't looked up on, you know, to see if other people are going through this because this has been kind of your wheelhouse. But I can imagine there isn't chatter about this. Yeah, um, I do know this is so. OK, we we have a, a article written up for Search Engine Land about this. Can I say that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I just actually while you were do- talking your whole thing, if people are watching the YouTube video of this, they've seen my, my face light up with my monitor because <laughs> I realized that. Um, so uh, Danny, uh, Danny Sullivan or Danny Goodwin, Danny Sullivan, Danny Goodwin is, is the like the senior editor at uh, Search Engine Land. And I sent him an email. Uh, I writ- I've written for him for Search Engine Land in the past. And so I've just got his contact and I sent him an email this morning because you had written the article on your website and then mm-hmm. i was like yeah i can rewrite it in like the search engine land world and we just put it on my profile and say i ghost wrote it or whatever and then yesterday you sent over you're like i already wrote it <laughs> like you already <laughs> wrote like this article for search engine land that was basically a like summarized version of what you said but like way more sanitized yeah and yeah because i'm sassy on my side yeah and I, I said, uh, so I just sent it over to Danny. I was like, hey, uh, my partner Cody ended up writing this. I'm like, if you, uh, if, if if you could, you could you put his byline on there? And then I gave him his byline and and uh, a a photo because I just don't feel good about putting my name on that since you wrote 100 percent of it. <laughs> and then uh, I realized that I forgot to actually attach the article. <laughs> Uh, so, so when all going through all this i i was while you were talking i was making sure to send him the pdf <laughs> of the article you wrote and I, for some reason like i wanted to send him a google drive like a google doc link because that's what i sent him last time and it has mm-hmm. all the links in there so i had to make sure that your pdf still had the links Ah, uh, sorry i didn't think about that yeah but that's all right um so yeah anyways we so cody wrote his thing and then we are also getting this out on search engine land because oh, this is just a ruckus. Yeah. So you asked about other people going through this. Um, I say this in the search engine land article and I say, Google doesn't provide guidance on the proper way to to do this when you're small and you don't know. So that's the other thing is this is my third time doing this and dealing with this, the whole growing agency structurally, Google ads accounts, blah, blah, blah. I'm not new. I know what this looks like, what it's supposed to look like. And know that it is a very big mess for people who are in the transition period. So when you are, when you're small and you don't know yet how to manage multiple accounts. So first you learn about MCCs and how you should structure them underneath that and how that's the proper way to do things. Then, you know, oh yeah, I should probably get on invoice billing eventually, monthly invoicing. Um, So you try to transition to that and then you get again, have another 
um, awkward period of, well, now I'm on monthly invoicing, but I still don't have a decent Google rep. So I'm still fighting through these things with general support. And then you wait for your agency to get over to at least a million annually in ad spend. And then you finally get an acceptable rep who could do some things for you. That's the typical flow. So none of this is new to me. I know all of this. I'm very familiar with it. It's very frustrating and painful and annoying when you have to go through it again and you know the right and correct and appropriate way to do things. And you're talking to the bottom of the barrel, Google reps who don't know anything (laughs) about this. And they're assigned to your account because they assume that you don't know anything about it either. But this, this is the right way. So I, I gave them a very thorough explanation. So I wrote this on my site um, one to, to help other people. Like the, the reason I even made this public was because if other people started going through this, I wanted them to have some sort of guidance and instruction about what's going on for them too, because we aren't going to be the only ones that deal with this. Cody, other the, people will too. Cody's the, the PPC vigilante. <laughs> Chaotic. Good. Yeah. Um, but I had to explain this anyway. Right. So if, if you're like, well, why'd you do it? I, no matter what, I was going to have to write this for Google support because they don't know what's going on. So I have to explain to them what the issue is, even if it's their issue. So I did that. Um, and then in in the support thread that I have going with them, which we had like, geez, one for every suspended account. So I just try to consolidate them too and say, okay, well, get all of our, everybody should be involved <laughs> if they're re- related to this issue. And in there, I, I explained it in, in even further detail of, you guys need to fix this. Right. Even if you fix our issue, this doesn't fix your issue. So you need to I don't I will talk to your people. Find the guy who shit his pants because he realized that he messed up and I will help him fix this problem that you guys even enabled to be a thing. Right. You know, wipe you know, wipe his butt too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, it's okay, man. Just gonna write me a check for all the money we've lost. Um <laughs> Yeah. I will. Oh my dude! I would love to get an ad credit back from Google and then write about that. Look at that! We went to war and won. Yeah, I think. Um, so I, I reached out to some other people too. I won't do names, um, but we we haven't gotten much uh, news on this, and I get it because we're small. Um, I really don't like. If you're at this point of the of the podcast, then you know how much I don't like talking to people and and being in the public spot, I don't brag or intentionally try to get publicity for the sake of having more clout later on when it matters. So it's very frustrating in a position like this where it's like, look, we're right. We know what's going on here. I'm sorry that we don't, you know, do the, the PR stuff often enough to have you take us seriously right away. But that's what we need. Because if, if anybody else who this was their thing that they did all the time, brought this up, it would be handled immediately. So um, fortunately, Jake is more connected than me when it comes to publications and stuff. So if we can get this into search engine land, I'm very optimistic that we will get the right people tagged in and then they will be able to fix it. And again, I I will reiterate, I'm not saying we're completely fault-free here, but I am saying it's a very small percentage compared to what Google is dealing with and how they even made this a possible problem. And if nothing else, if being verified for three to four months before getting suspended (laughs) is a sign of something being wrong, I think that's enough to be said. It's called verification. So I'm, I'm assuming if you get through 
this is like i don't know this is like if you got through college and then 10 years later they're like oh yeah you know you're uh you had one professor that was kind of weird we're gonna revoke your credits and take back your degree be like okay if this happened like six months after you graduated or something maybe maybe (laughs) that's so no you can't like yeah that that just shows says how ridiculous it is like hey you're verified and then all of a sudden four months later nope just kidding you're not (laughs) what i've been telling clients i don't know if this is true but i'm gonna guess that it's true is that uh google as a company is not doing well uh not at all no like (laughs) like everything is falling apart their their algorithm sucks their uh their their ppc departments are dwindling and like they tried to take power away from agencies and give it to like individual businesses with ai crap like performance max and um i like i i need i need somebody to look into this performance max thing like like an auditor because anytime you run a performance max experiment against like a shopping campaign it says the performance max campaign performs way better in terms of conversions, but then you actually implement the performance max campaign and it doesn't. And, <laughs> and so like, there's gotta be like some kind of auditor with this because that's, that's like shifty there, but they started doing all this AI generated ad stuff. So with like limited uh, options to optimize and it just didn't do well. And in fact, like when, when, when solo businesses realize, or, you know, just business owners realize that you can run all the Google ads in the world, but if you have no attribution, you have no trust in the actual platform and setting up conversion tracking is a task in its own. So they kind of cut agencies out, but then at the same time, like shrunk their PPC sales force or, and then agencies kind of came back onto the scene and not really come back onto the scene, but became more necessary Mm-hmm. And then there were, Google put that the whole thing. I can't remember which article it was. Do you remember this when they put out this that article about how like they need to, like they need help from agencies to help manage campaigns because like they're shrinking their PPC force? <laughs> I, I do vaguely remember it. I don't remember where it was from. I, yeah. I only vaguely remember this. I feel like I posted on the Evergrow Facebook page, but I just remember being like, "Ha, huh, I bet that sucks." How how the turntables. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and like but it's you know even like they're you know they just rebranded bard to gemini and mm-hmm. um you know now they're touting their ai chat gpt killer but like it's just it's just not performing better and then the stuff they're trying to do to squeeze money out of people i'm going on a tangent no, uh this is important though they, they implemented so when you set up a new a campaign now i don't know if you've seen this but when you set up a campaign they there's a there's a Gemini beta chat box built into the keywords that you want to target. So when you enter in the you know when you set the campaign set up, it says like what keywords you want to target. That's where you mm-hmm. enter it, and you can usually enter and like start from a URL, or you can just like enter it manually. To the right of that, there's a Gemini uh, chat box, and you can it says like you know talk to me, and I can help you generate uh, keyword ideas. If you do, they're all broad match by default. <laughs> and then it of also course. like once you add in your own keywords which phrase match or exact match or whatever you're using underneath it there's like a little thing that says like apply all recommended keywords if you hit that it adds to the list of keywords that you have again all in broad match mm-hmm. and so it's like they're trying to squeeze money at advertisers and not really pay attention 
to like actual success with the platform from like a business perspective. And then, and then this thing, like now it just kind of looks like not only are they implementing AI in their bidding and their ad setup, but they're also implementing AI into like their checks because they can't physically go through all of these accounts. And that's what I think is being, what we're being hit with, with these account suspensions is they were approved before, but now this AI is running through like a series list of checks for every single account and then being like, this doesn't match up, suspended. But then, but their AI doesn't know that their system was broken before. And when you get an actual support person, like a real life human being on, like they're on the wiser, they have no idea that their system was broken before or why you're being suspended. And that's evident because when we ask them specifically why the ad account is suspended, they won't tell you because they can't tell you. They have no idea. It's just, I don't know, our AI did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we had that email chain going where I said, I said, let me be explicitly clear. This is not helpful. <laughs> like, I want a reason. And I, you can say circumventing systems, and you can repeat that all day. But until you give us the, the exact reason under circumventing systems, what? so that was the big thing, too, is they wouldn't tell us these things. I had to go through every single one and check and make sure. And it wasn't hard because I'm like, I know these things. But when I saw that that was the new one about their verification process, I immediately knew. It's like, well, I don't even need to ask them. I don't need to confirm this. I know for a fact that they're doing things they're doing things incorrectly here. But and that's what's causing this. They literally I think my I think my face fell onto my desk when I saw the email chain come back to us when you said, but what which one specifically is it? Like I know it's circumventing systems, which one specifically? And then I saw the email that came back and it said, Hi Cody. Thanks for their in, uh, inquiry. I, after further digging, it's due to circumventing system. Po- I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> if you say circumventing system policies one more time, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. I like what you're saying. I think um, I say this at the end of my article, and I just say maybe we're better off spending our money elsewhere. Um, eh, there's a there's always this balance, right, of of diversifying versus doubling down when you have a good thing that it's smart to double down on it and make the most of it that you can, but also at the same time being cautious and, and aware and knowing that. So when we do Google ads and that's our, that's our hefty, you know, focus in a lot of ways, but we also do SEO, right? And SEO isn't impacted by this sort of thing as far as our, our agency income goes on top of that, we are continuing to test and explore in all these different places too. Um, frankly, outside of Google, <laughs> it's, I mean, we, we have like, um, advanced SEO that we're working on for Google because <laughs> Google's number one and that's unavoidable, but we're also playing with other platforms too, to come up with the, the thing that's going to work as well. That isn't going to shut us down like this, especially, I mean, if it, this whole thing would be taken differently if it was our fault, <laughs> like if we had made a mistake and we didn't know and we didn't read the T TNC, the TNCs thoroughly enough, but knowing that uh, it, there's like a lasting bad taste in your mouth when you're getting punished for somebody else's mistake and it's, it's hitting your Stripe account sort of deal. You know, we talked about this before too. Like we're kind of, we have this dual philosophy, this philosophy of you should definitely 
focus on one core service or one or two or whatever like works together, like social paid ads. It doesn't have to be social paid ads. Your core service could be Facebook ads. It could be organic and paid. Um, but we're also saying like don't when, – when Cody says like don't diversify, like double down, is not saying like when you start your agency, don't like explode on social and then also do SEO and then also do email marketing and then you know PPC on top of that. Like focus and really double down on what works for you. I just we just talked about this in the last episode that came out uh, February tenth or ninth, um, and about like going from the freelancer model to the agency model and like really focusing on a core service set. And we're at the point where we have that core service set, but in order to protect ourselves, we also need to have like another core, like another tangential service like directly next to it for the event of this. Like, thank God we have SEO because we can still charge our clients something and do something for their business related to the same platform. We just can't run ads. The problem is like we're heading into spring right now and there is literally no other worse time for this to happen in yeah. our industry uh, at all. And so like we have to figure out like if, okay, well, if we can't run, if we can't run Google ads, what's, What's the backup plan? And uh -huh. the backup plan is offer Facebook. The problem is, is we don't have a defined service for Facebook. So if we offer Facebook ads, it's all on me because we can't let the minions do uh, or manage Facebook ads because there isn't a process for it. And it's just going to make us look bad if we don't do it right. So it's, it's a little bit of kind of tiptoeing around that, but also understanding like, hey, you still need to double down, but you also need to realize that you can only have all of your eggs in one basket for so long until you do need to look at other avenues Yep, for situations like this. And and this goes with the social media marketing thing too. Like if you're a Facebook, like Facebook ads has way more problems than Google. So if you're, yeah, if, if you're looking to become like a, an SMMA owner and you're looking at doing Facebook and meta ads, you're going to deal with a whole slew of other problems and and probably more frequently so uh, you know this this even extends to like facebook account hacks and like i talked about ours where someone got into our account or my account personal account got a hold of our ad account and spent 30 grand on our clients and this is a perfect segue for an aura plug so <laughs> <laughs> guys seriously you guys need to protect your online security you you've got to monitor your passwords you've got to monitor not only your passwords but your email your phone number your social security number, passport, whatever. It, especially as a digital agency owner where your entire business and personal life is now online. You register for an LLC. You've got a website. You've got your contact information out there. You're just a walking target. You've got to get some kind of online monitoring system. And if you head over to uh, aura.com forward slash everbros, you can literally get their entire free, um, their, their free trial. Run a scan of all your personal stuff. See if you've been flagged for anything. Cody did it and his lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, no, Jenny. You did you did it for Jenny. I did Jenny's. And her, yeah. hers is a Christmas tree. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, you get that free trial, 14 days. If nothing lights up, you don't find any value in it, kick it to the curb. But it's also got a password manager that I use literally every day. Uh, I don't know a single password to anything except Aura. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, also it supports the podcast. So set up for the trial. Uh, look at the description and uh, support us. All right, back to the program. Um, 
but yeah, that that whole thing just shut our ad account ads account down. So we we weren't able to run Facebook ads literally at all. And it really wasn't an issue for us at the time because we didn't focus on running Facebook ads. But we also had like two clients literally asking us if we would run Facebook ads in the meantime. And uh, it kind of put us in a weird situation because now our agency credibility was also at risk if I were to come in and say, well, I can't because my Facebook account got hacked. (laughs) Mm. So it's not just like shutting your, your operations down from a, you know, can't take clients but it's also like you know affecting your uh reputation something that we do a little differently only because we did it once um you know we we built a product before testing it thoroughly shipped it and it flopped um we're not doing it a second time is what it comes down to if we do we're doing it knowing that it's a favor to the client so we make that clear um that we're stretching ourselves and that this isn't going to crush it as well as if we had thoroughly vetted this and then shipped it out so um, that's the, and you can only rush those things so much, right? That's the truth. Um, so uh, we've, we've been working on a advanced SEO tier for a long time, but it's, we we're taking the the pressure on ourselves to find the combo of what's the appropriate pricing tier com- combined and compared with how happy are clients when they are paying us for this also combined with what are the performance expectations of the timeline, um, that, uh, you know, clients can be aware of that way. They don't have to end up disappointed if they end up buying that thing. We're prepping all of that in advance only because we've done it before where we didn't do that. And then we have like a, a 60% drop rate. Right. So, um, I think anybody listening, they're probably like, well, I want to get started now and get going. <laughs> Look, by all means, right. Go for it. If you're prepared for it. Um, and, and you're ready for the handling those situations. Um, we've done it once. We don't want to do it again. And that's why we're being more cautious with this with this time. But also, we're, we're telling you right now that we also feel the crunch, too. That there is this crunch of, well, yeah, you got to develop those things. You got to advance them. But you you need to prioritize them as much as you reasonably can after your, your core service offering. Because what happens when something happens there, right? So, yeah, be, be conscious of it. Yeah, I think... Um... I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to do a lot more for this one. I think for half of this was if anybody else is going through it, um, I want them to know if they don't have a, if they don't know what's going on, they're like, you know, they feel like they're taking crazy pills and they're like, they're um, what in the office. Um, what's his, when he's like, what is going on? Um, are you talking about Jim? Yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he stares oh. at the camera and he's like, what is going on? Oh, oh I remember what I was going to say. Is that like when we had that Rainmaker package, that upgraded SEO package, and when Cody says it flopped, it it didn't like ruin our reputation or flop. And when he says we had like a 60% churn rate, yeah, two out of three clients left <laughs> that were on it. So like mm. we didn't get it to like a, a point of mass adoption to where a bunch of clients left. The unique thing about Cody and I is, or Cody and me, it's an objective pronoun. Us. Cody. Mm. The unique thing about us is that we both have this real innate ability to forecast. And so when when one thing goes wrong, we extrapolate that to 100 things when we're much bigger. And then that prevents us from doing that thing. And so when two out of three clients leave, that's a pattern now. So the one client leaves, okay, whatever. But if the other two clients stayed on, okay, well, we might keep it going until you know we can objectively look at something and see, yeah, this probably isn't a good idea. 
And I think that's led us to be as successful as we are now of just recognizing these patterns. There's patterns we recognize right now that we're like, we need to change this. One of them is like the, we've talked about this on a past episode, but the two-factor authentication going to one person. Yep. Like if that that's not a problem, but it will be. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Well, I think we beat this one to death. This was halfway for, like Cody said, it was like a listener, like making sure that you're not taking crazy pills. You're not alone. It's also just us complaining, um, getting the message out there with Google. And then two, like hopefully we can get some more PPC agencies listening to this. Cause I think the vast majority of, of listeners are SEO and SMMA. Mm, social. So, yep. Yeah. But, um, otherwise do you have anything else or else we can cut this off? No, we're good. All right, guys. Well, um, hopefully by the time this comes out, we're in search engine land and I'll just be linked down below. Uh, same with Cody's article, but yeah. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Well, I'll see you next time. See you. See you.